Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 99 The forward violet thus did I chide, sweet thief, whence didst thou steal thy sweet that smells, if not from my love's breath? Thy purple pride, which on thy soft cheek for complexion dwells, in my love's veins thou hast too grossly dyed. The lily I condemned for thy hand, and buds of marjoram have stolen thy hair. The roses, fearful on thorns, did stand, one blushing shame, another white despair. A third, nor red nor white, has stolen of both, and to this his robbery had annexed thy breath. But... For this theft, in pride of all his growth, avengeful canker eat him up to death. More flowers I noted, yet none could I see, but sweet or colour it had stolen from thee. That was Sonnet 99. I don't know why I read it in such a weird way. I apologise for that. I am Mark Chatterley, and you're listening to Shakespeare Sonnets, and I am joined by a a very camp-looking... Camp? Camp, yeah, you... Thierry Healers. The, what, the placement I... of your hand was quite kind of camp. Yeah, that's the, the clicking, yes. Your 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 black mama cooking, c- clicking. But that's what it is. Your mama's so fat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There was a good sketch I saw about that where um, three black dudes come in, it was on YouTube, and sit down in the doctor's office and the doctor goes, look, I, I hate to tell you this, but your... Um, mama, your mother is um, so old that she's actually very ill and she'll die in, in two or three days. At which point they go, oh, it's like that, is it? Well, your mama so old. <laughs> and then the doctor's like, no, no, no. Your mama actually is old that she's got heart problems. Oh, <laughs> and it just goes on like that. It's very, very funny. Wow. I'm, I'm probably slightly bad and I apologise if anyone takes offence. No, I don't apologise. You're allowed to take offence. The world, you're, you're, the world is an offenceful place, and you have the right to be offended. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're uh, you being offended offends me. Yes, and then where does it stop? I got into an argument with someone on the other day on on Twitter who was being very very intolerant of gay people, and and I was calling them out on it. And apparently me calling them out on it was being intolerant of them. So I am not allowed to be intolerant of intolerance. You have to be tolerant of intolerance, which makes no sense at all. So I, 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 I'm allowed to call so someone to, out on being... Well, as, a, as, a, as a homosexual, you, you have to tolerate homophobes. Yes, because otherwise... But they I'm, are free to not tolerate you. Yeah, because otherwise I'm being a bigot. If I don't accept their views, I'm being a bigot. It's re- it was really bizarre. It's one of those That's incredibly perverted. Yeah. It, it, well, I, I don't stop them holding their views. I was trying to explain why their views are based on on stupidity. Um, <laughs> but, but they didn't believe me. Bless them. But their brain was about the size of a pea. So you know, that's still very big. It, it's quite big. They were one of the more articulate. They could they could write <laughs> in complete sentences. So that was quite good. None of that has anything to do with Sonnet 99. No, no, it has everything to do with Sonnet 99. (laughs) Are you going to work it in? (laughs) Well, 
I, I think we shouldn't try, no. otherwise we'll, uh, we, the, we'll never get back on track. The connection is obvious, and if you can't understand <laughs> it, then that's, that's your fault. And then you have the brain of a pea. Yes, that, that must be it. So, uh, the, Sonic 99, you can talk us through Sonic 99 while I take a big drink of sugariness. It's, it's an incredibly weird... I'm not sure I like this one. It's another one of those... It, it feels like he's using big images. Big images. Well, yeah, just... just I don't know, sitting there with a with a thesaurus just for what? Well, how is a buds of marjoram? How, how how does is that? Uh, what? What is marjoram? That I didn't look that up before we, we started. I think it's a a, uh, a plant, southern European but, um, plant of the mint family, the leaves of which are used as a culinary herb. Ooh, I've never eaten anything with it in. Let's have a look at it because apparently it's stolen, stolen the the fair youth's hair, which is what I find quite odd. I, I don't, I don't know how that would work. Because uh, essentially, what it's saying is that everything in, in in nature, everything that's nice in nature, owes something to the fair youth. And and I don't understand why this herb has. Because st- I mean, the fair youth's hair isn't going to be green. No, and and the plant doesn't look remotely like anything that 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 could grab something. I suppose it looks a bit like incredibly curly hair, maybe at a stretch with 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 a very very wide stretch. But that is a very weird line. I'm going to you you talk. I'm going to Google that line and see if anyone can make any sense of it. I I he he does go on to compare quite a lot of um. The roses fearfully on thorns did stand. I'm not quite sure how that um, works either, because the, the roses are, are the, the thorns are protecting the rose. So how it would be fearful? It very very strange images in this one. One blushing shame, another white despair, a third nor red nor white had stolen of both, and to his robbery had annexed thy breath. It, <laughs> I maybe there is a very simple reason or a simple explanation to this, but it it just feels like he's using complicated words and images for the sake of it. Yeah, it's. It, I suppose we we were talking about it earlier, weren't we? About the when he starts doing the love sonnets, it all gets a bit fluffy and just a bit easy, I suppose. Um, the only thing I can come up for on these marjoram, marjoram, I don't know how you say it, marjoram, uh, marjoram, it must be marjoram, is that someone's saying it's the buds. The buds have stolen his hair colour. The colour of his hair. The buds of marjoram have stolen thy hair, and it's referring to the colour. So I can only presume the buds are more of a kind of brown or something like that, or maybe a blondy colour, but I can't find any images online of, of marjoram buds to... to compare to to be fair sorry but I imagine if it's kind of a barky colour then it'd be kind of a brownie colour yeah this is now I'm looking at pictures of food this isn't good I'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) sorry go on go on he's he's trying to go back to the It is it, 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 kind of like him reaching back to those old 
you imbue your beauty into everything kind of sonnets but even he gives up at the end even at the end it goes more flowers i noted yet none could i see but sweet of color it has stolen from me so basically at the end he goes yeah and and all those other things i i haven't mentioned that are nice they've stolen things from you too it's kind of a really half-hearted attempt at one of the earlier sonnets And, and and it's not even good up until that point it it's just it it doesn't have well it has the words but not the poetry of the early sonnets yeah i think that i think that's a fair way of explaining it. it 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 feels like he's going through the motions like like paint painting by numbers we i don't know if you know that phrase have you ever seen a painting by numbers kit oh um wait you basically have um the fields with the numbers in and then you just it tells you a three is violet and then you fill all the three ins with violets the yeah. violet that comes yeah and yeah. and so you that is, as a phrase has been used to apply to many things sorry if, if this tell me if i'm belittling you i don't mean to but so you can say uh baking this cake was very much by the numbers or, or painting by the numbers it's so it, it has no creativity in it you just you just have the template and you just it's like writing a mills and boone you just yeah. write in the character names yes that's and the city name and, and that's it yeah that and, and so it's it's good in the sense that what you end up with is fairly pleasing to the eye or to the ear but it's it's lacking something because you can tell it's one of many or it's it's like you say there's no creative flares gone into it no, there, there's nothing that makes it stand out from any of the others. There's, there's no ir- original thoughts in it. Yeah, that, uh, maybe, maybe that's that's it. This this is a filler poem. Yeah, or or it's, I, it's I, the bottle episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bottle episodes are the ones where they use one set. Is that right, or is it the one? Yeah, where... yeah, they stick to one set and only use the main cast. See, I quite like bottle episodes. The the ones I don't they, like. They are... can be good sometimes. The the restrictions of of a bottle episode are good but sometimes it is so obviously that they just didn't want to wait although they had to have they usually air in um before may in america before because may is the one when they calculate price for adverts so they they waste the big budgets on those episodes okay which means they have to save before those they have to have quite a few cheap ones before they get to those but they use all the cgi and and the special guest stars kind of thing. Oh, that's interesting. And, and I, I, there was I, I just coming off of that. Sorry, slightly different tack. But the the newsroom series two did something very similar to Red Dwarf series one, which was it um, cut short the series or, or had huge budgeting issues later on in the series because they took money from that to reshoot the earlier episodes. So um, the Newsroom Series 2 reshot a lot of portions of the first and second and third episodes, I think, um, and in doing so took money away from the last couple of episodes. Hmm, I didn't know that. Uh, see, I found out. It's very interesting. But it, it's quite interesting that you can write even, I suppose, uh, because in a wider sense, Innie is about writing and, and audio, but the the process from writer to production is so complex that what the writer can put on a script isn't necessarily what happens in the end and, and gets changed away it, it gets changed and so many other people have input into it along the way it's I, I i think there are some people who think being a writer is like controlling everything and it's it's not like that at all 
and you have to be and i think the good writers are either people like dan Harmon, who literally insists everything's done his way but he can only do that because he's built up that level of cachet to be able to do that or you're quite willing to go this is the script do with it as you will and just let go of it but that that's what aaron sorkin does as well though yes he does he if if you if his script uh, if a character in his script says it is not he will not allow the actor to say it isn't yeah that down to that level of perfection he that is what the script says. There's, there's no the actor does not put anything other in there. It just, but that's, that's quite it. rare. That's the rarer side of, of that writing. is very rare. And there, there's no way a, a new writer would be allowed to do that unless they were doing their own projects. Yeah, and and even then, there's there's producers who have their own kind of money in it, and and yeah, yeah. That's why you if you if you want to do that, you need to produce and write and direct your own work, which is many 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 skills to have. So, Wait, but but then with Kickstarter, that that's that's kind of made possible. Yeah, yeah. Kickstarter is a weird thing. We should well, there's there's a whole other podcast series about Kickstarter, which we won't we won't go into, um, because I could talk about that for hours. Where did we get to? What was I talking? Why we, why are we now talking about script writing? I I can't remember. Be- because we were talking about bottle episodes. Bottle episode. Why were we? Oh yes, painting my numbers. Filler poem. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I I don't think I don't think Shakespeare's done a bottle episode i don't think he's done a filler i think he's too good for that i think this is and maybe i'm in business so he's done it on purpose the the yeah the I th- bad poem i think this is the character trying to recreate the feelings he had at the very beginning and not hitting it not reaching it and and i think that's seen by those last two lines where he kind of just goes oh and and there there's more but I I can't be bothered to write it, which is essentially what those two lines say at the end. Yeah, yeah, he's essentially given up and just goes, you know, the deal, roses, violets, and the, yeah. all that stuff. And and like you say, the 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 imagery is just slightly off. I mean, we've had, uh, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? And we've had uh, your thoughts like a dove lifted in the sky on a sum and fountains. There was that one for one about the the fountain with glittered jewels and and because the water's making everything muddy up until the fountain, it makes the fountain look all the prettier. And those are amazing images. So Shakespeare's obviously capable of coming of up producing with... producing these, yeah. Beauty- and which are beautiful images even to us, however many years after he's published these and, and, and poetry's kind of really exploded, they're still very, very nice images. And in this one, we just have him going, uh, yeah, more flowers I've noted, but... Yeah, yeah, you you know the violet, the marjoram, yeah. which, and, and and the roses that that fear that that are fearful because they have thorns, and then yeah, it just it, like you say, he's kind of phoned it in, and and I think that's I I think I don't know, I've not read ahead, and and this is this is where I will admit I've not read ahead. I only know about two sonnets forward from this, and one of which is one of the dark lady ones, which I love, um, and obviously sonnet. 116 118 is the famous one isn't it the the one that's always read at read at weddings oh god i i will not if if i ever get married there will be no poetry lovey-dovey stuff uh, yeah no we didn't have any at ours thankfully um so so but, going... but if if it is that let me not to the marriage of true minds that's, that's one sixteen one sixteen so I only know two more ahead but I I think this is signalling the 
end of this relationship with the fair youth i i think this is well we, we are very much coming towards the end of of the fair youth um so sonnets. slowly yeah but surely and i i think this is indicative of that it's showing that he's kind of he's realizing now the the danger of this relationship and then he's kind of going i i'm not he's not as convinced in himself anymore uh, yeah i guess and that's my ranting Unless, unless you've got anything else to say, I think we should read this one out. No, no, I think we we we, we said uh, everything there is to say. With a bit of script writing tips thrown in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good like that. <laughs> a helpful podcast. Yes. After you, Sonnet ninety nine. Sonnet ninety nine. The forward violet. Thus did I chide, sweet thief. Whence didst thou steal thy sweets that smells, if not from my love's breath? The purple pride which on thy soft cheek for complexion dwells in my love's veins thou hast too grossly dyed. The lily I condemned for thy hand, and bots of marjoram had stolen thy hair, the roses fearfully on thorns did stand. One blushing shame, another white despair, or third, nor red nor white, had stolen of both, and to his robbery had annexed thy breath. But for his theft, in pride of all his growth, a vengeful canker eat him up to death. More flowers I noted, yet I none could see, but sweet or colour it had stolen from thee. Excellent. That was Sonnet 99. I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Terry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And if you happen to be around uh, next Thursday, or this Thursday it will be um, for for this one. Yes, this in, in two days. Two yeah. days, at around about two o'clock in the <coughs> afternoon, we will be recording. Um, well, two two thirty. Um, we'll two thirty. We will be. We we might be online slightly before that if if you want to hang out with us for a bit. But but two thirty, the uh, the official celebrations. We'll start. And we will be doing Sonnet 100 live on a Google Hangout. You'll be able to ask us questions, see what we look like. Um, it'll be good and fun. And if you have enjoyed this and, and would like to come, do come. And if you can't come, send us a message and let us know because it's nice to know people listen to this. Um, you can email us info at inearentertainment.com or use the contact form on the website. So we will see you live in two days' time. Should be good. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.